unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nathan. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. I'm glad to be back on the air with you. And uh, we've got another just value-packed episode for the listeners. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Well, let me start by telling you about my girlfriend. She has a dog named Sheila. And Sheila is an Australian Shepherd. Now, Australian Shepherds are working dogs. And they always seem to need to have a job to do. So last Tuesday, Deb was sitting down to write some copy on her computer, and she told me that Sheila was guarding the door for her. (laughs) I I thought that was interesting. Um, Sheila didn't know what to do, but she figured out Deb didn't want to be disturbed. So Sheila gave herself the job of guarding the door, the smart dog. Now, I'm telling that story to give a shout out to Sheila, but also to show you something that today's show is about, how you can get instant understanding and have people remember more of what you say by communicating in images. Now, you may not remember the whole story I just told you, but I bet you understood the idea of a dog guarding the door while a writer was busy writing. And I bet you won't have any trouble remembering that. Why? Because those simple words, Sheila was guarding the door for her, creates a clear, simple image in your mind. Dog, door, woman, computer, writing. Simple. And this is important for more than the fact that I feel good about Deb being protected when I'm not with her. It's also because in addition to everything else, Sheila is fierce. And it's also important because today's show is about getting people to understand you instantly and remember more of what you say. And that's what we'll talk about today. But first, I would like you to instantly understand this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So let's talk about a concept called the image word slash word image cycle. This is a simple way of looking at how our minds work. I've never heard of any, anything else. I've never heard of this anywhere else or seen it anywhere else. I think it's right, and I know it's powerful. And this is from Eugene Schwartz, you know, one of the greatest copywriters of the 20th century, and also writer of two great books. This is in his book, The Brilliance Breakthrough. And here's, here's a sort of a capsule of his idea. The mind actually thinks in images, does not think in words. It thinks in images, and then it decodes the images into words. And when you hear the words from, not when those words, but when you hear words from other people are speaking, it encodes those words back into images. 
And so if you can use words, your words in your copy to create images, people will have the coding word that is turning words into images already done for them. They will understand you much faster and they will remember what you tell them. Okay. Clear, clear, clear idea. Yeah. So this is, this is weird because, uh, what's coming to my mind, what's coming to my mind is, um, how easy it is, like you mentioned, the the dog, the woman, the computer, how easy it is for people to grasp those type of communications, whereas trying to communicate uh, ideas or trying to com- communicate um, more advanced, complex, uh, I guess, concepts. Um, are always harder to communicate, always harder and, and more difficult, and there's always more room for error in interpretation. That's exactly right. And that's one of the two reasons that you want to learn how to do this. The first one is just what you said, that um, there's a possibility of error, and images are a lot less ambiguous or maybe even totally unambiguous. Someone can't get you wrong. The second one is... I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've developed a word or a phrase called the law of work, Garfinkel's law of work. Mm-hmm. And the law of work says that the person who does the work gets paid. And, and, and this is not like a union shop steward thing. This is like a reality of life. And I'm only talking here about mental work. If you do the mental work to make it easy for your prospect to understand your offer, understand the benefits, understand what to do, if it's effortless for them as they read, then you get paid. If they have to do that work, if they have to figure out what the F you're talking about, then they get paid. What does that mean? They keep the money that you were supposed to get paid. In other words, you don't make the sale. So by converting key things into images as much as possible, you're doing the work so they don't have to, and you get paid. That's pretty nice, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it, we have covered this on the show before, but it was a great reminder because I totally forgot about that saying. Well, thanks. I, I do tend to repeat myself sometimes, but for good, for good um, reason, I hope. Let me give you a couple of quotes from this incredible book, uh, which is Brilliance Breakthrough by Gene Schwartz. And at the end, I'll give, uh, the link where you can buy this, Brian Kurtz is taking it at, from out of print to back on the market. And um, we can also put that in the show notes if you like. So here's a direct quote. Why do we memorize images instead of words? For a very good reason. One image can be memorized as easily as four or six or eight or even 10 words. So instead of t- storing 10 separate facts at once in our memory, We only have to store one. Understanding is therefore image sharing. When you and another person understand each other, you share the same images. When the two of you talk about the same things, you both see the same things. When the two of you talk about doing the same actions, you both see how to do those actions. You have on that subject, in that area, common minds. You think alike. And that is what communication is all about. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it reminds me of the old saying, a picture paints a thousand words. 
Yes. I mean, Gene's um, <laughs> understating it <laughs> down to 10, but but in fact, um, a good a good image could could go on for hundreds of words. True. Now, here's why this is important. Um, sort of summing up the two reasons. The more quickly, easily, and directly you communicate images in your copy, the more people reading your copy are likely to end up buying. So let me give you some great examples. Um, and this is one show where it's actually better to hear examples than to read the show notes. Although I still would encourage people to go to the show notes at um, copywriterspodcast.com because you may want to go over this a few times, especially if it's a new idea for you or it's a fleshing out of idea you had that you didn't really know how to do it. So I'm going to give five examples. Here's the first one. It's from my own copy on my critiques page on GarfinkelCoaching.com. It's just one sentence. I've just given you a solid roadmap to begin critiquing your own copy. Now, what I did is I tried to do as bad a rewrite as I could of that sentence without images to, so you can have a comparison. Here's the bad rewrite. I've just given you a set of steps you can use to critique your own copy. I mean, that's not terrible, but it's not as instantly understandable and it's not as memorable as this. I've just given you a solid roadmap to begin critiquing your own copy. You can clearly, you know, hear, see, understand the difference, right? Yeah, the roadmap, I have something to associate it with. And now what you're, what you're communicating is crystal clear when you say a set of steps. I can interpret that as so many different things. I have really no idea what you're saying. I have a vague idea, but with a solid roadmap, I know exactly what you're saying. Right. I mean, a set of steps could be a staircase. It could be walking on a sidewalk. Um, if you're a musician, wait, you are a musician. It could be going from B to C to um, C sharp to D if they're half steps or C to D to E if they're whole. I mean, it just could mean a lot of different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. All right. Let me, here's another example. Um, the famous Joe Carbo, um, who, you know, has been dead a while and, but he, he did some really great stuff. He wrote a book called the lazy man's way to riches. And this is actually from his ad for the book. He's talking about his life after learning direct marketing and, changing his whole income and wealth picture where he only works when he wants to. Um, he says half of the time he'll only work five or six hours a day. Now listen to this sentence from his ad, but about half the time I decide to read, go for a walk, sail my boat, swim, or ride my bike. You can just see that. And you're from L.A., Nathan, so, you know, he was in L.A. You, you can imagine where he's going to sail his boat, or you can see him, maybe the ocean is too cold to swim in, maybe he puts on a wetsuit, but you can see all of those activities, right? Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty easy. Now, um, I rewrote the sentence, um, you know, badly um, to show contrast, but about half the time, I'll engage in recreational activities. They're usually outdoors. And they involve exercise, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of dull by comparison to, but half the time I decide to read, go for a walk, sail my boat, swim, or ride my bike. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the second one, the uh, 
I like to do outdoor recreational activities that involve exercise. I have no idea what you're talking about, but the other one, go for a walk. I can envision, I can envision that. Sail my boat. I see the boat swimming. I see someone swimming, riding my bike. I see you riding your bike. So again, the amount of mental exercise that I'm having to do for the bad example is it's, it's going to require me to stop, to think, or just, or just to be lazy and say, I don't even care. I'm not going to do the work, which that entire sentence is wasted on me because I don't get what you're trying to put across because you didn't make it easy for me. Yeah, thanks. And, you know, uh, just as, as, a, as a really adult example, I mean, if um, you have a dirty mind and he says outdoor exercise involve activity, you can imagine he's grabbing his wife and heading for the nearest bushes. I mean, it could be anything, right? <laughs> it could. And, and the thing that I really don't want to gloss over, um, if you're writing, you're, every word needs to have a purpose. Every sentence needs to have a purpose. And when your sentences are ambig- ambiguous like that, uh, they, have, they have the two effects. Number one, I'm not going to know what you're saying, and I'm not going to bother trying to figure it out. So you've just wasted ink and you've wasted space on those, on those sentences. Or number two, I'm going to stop reading. I'm trying to figure out what you were talking about. And now you've, you've lost me. I've, I've gone out of your copy. So either way, whichever, whichever effect it has on me, both of them are negative. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Those are great points. And, and that's, that's why you want to find ways not to be ambiguous. And that's why this is such an inefficient way. Now, let me, let me take an example from the master. And I'm not talking about Gary Bensavanger, Gene Schwartz. I'm talking about Ernest Hemingway. Okay. Now, this is from The Old Man in the Sea. It's just two sentences. You know, it's a great book, The Old Man in the Sea. Here we go. He was shivering with the morning cold, but soon he knew he would shiver himself warm and that soon he would be rowing. I mean, God, it makes me want to cry. It's such, it does. It's such good writing. Now, let's butcher us up some Hemingway. Okay? Okay. It was morning, and the temperature was low. He was just going to have to deal with it. Soon he would be getting some exercise to start his day. <laughs> I mean, that's not Hemingway. That's terrible, right? It's nothing like he was shivering with the morning cold, but he knew he would shiver himself warm, and that soon he would be rowing. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. So, um... Example number four is a headline from one of my favorite John Carlton ads. And Carlton, if you're listening, yes, this really is one of my favorite of your ads. Uh, I'll just read the headline. And 
see what, and Nathan, you know, let's do a little experiment. Do me a favor. Tell me what goes on in your mind as I read you this headline. Okay. Okay. World famous street fighter will give you a free gun just to prove he can take it away from you barehanded as easy as candy from a baby. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot going on in that. Um, first of all, world famous street fighter brings me back to all of the 2d fighting games and um all of the the movies the jean-claude van damme movies i remember Mm. from being a kid uh the free gun uh, immediately i i see myself holding a pistol and i'm like oh a free gun and then when he gets into just to prove he can take it away from you barehanded again i'm drawn back into all of the action scenes where i've seen the hero disarm somebody pointing a gun to him and then uh, following it up with just as easy as taking candy from a baby. I'm instantly seeing somebody taking candy out of, out of a baby's hand, a, a big bright lollipop from a baby in a, in a baby carriage. So that sentence is just cram packed with a bunch of different images. And it's, it's almost like sensory overload with how much, uh, how much is communicated in, in so few words. Yeah, so I'm going to paraphrase Danny DeVito from Get Shorty. That's why they call him John Carlson. But um, I, I'm not going to mess with perfection. I mean, I don't want to rewrite that. Sometimes you just, uh, maybe I'm superstitious. Let me just read it again, because I agree with everything you said, except I might, I might want to, quibble about sensory overload i think it's more emotional overload i think it's like holy shit you know and all of these images come flooding in and it 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 creates a lot of uh emotional reactions so let me just read it again world famous street fighter will give you a free gun just to prove he can take it away from you barehanded as easy as candy from a baby okay you can see that in your mind and it's so good, it's pretty hard to unsee, I think. Okay. Let me give you something a little more techy, but still, you know, very good copywriting from uh, Carlton's friend and my friend, Joe Sugarman, who, you know, he, he's well known for blue blockers, but he had quite a great catalog. Um, I think it was JSA and Associates, or I don't know if it's so much a catalog. He did, he did a lot of print ads, and he, he was quite good. This is for something he came out in ni- with in 1976. And so, you know, today this is like nothing compared to an Apple Watch, but we're, we're talking 42 years ago, okay? Um, Joe Sugarman's laser beam digital watch headline. Never press another button, day or night, with America's first digital watch that glows in the dark. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to try and rewrite that one. Let me let me just read it again and let it sink in. Never press another button day or night with America's first digital watch that glows in the dark. There's just only one way you can see that. And if you like gadgets or if you've gotten a digital watch, it's 1976, and you hate the fact that you can't see it or you have to search for the button in order to find out what time it is at night, when you're outdoors or with dark in the room, this is awesome, right? Yeah, and immediately it, it, I can see uh, 
by listening to that sentence, I can actually see in my mind, I can see the digital watch in my mind. I see it like I'm running. It's, it's, uh, it's 9.30 at night. I'm out on my, on my nightly jog and I'm trying to figure out what time it is. And instead of having to fumble around with my watch, I just look at it and it's instantly there. Like I see that image. Uh, it paints that perfect picture. So it's, it's not just um, like all of these examples. It's not just ambiguous. It's not vague. It, it paints a very clear picture, a movie in my head almost. Should I email Joe and ask him if he, he could sell you some of his back stock or something? <laughs> uh, well, I do have a very unhealthy addiction to wristwatches. So oh. <laughs> okay. well, to both of us. We'll see about that. Okay. So the, the point is, as you said, you can see it, you instantly understand. And if it's something you're interested in, you will remember a digital watch that glows in the dark. Okay. So that, that pretty much wraps up today's episode. And um, you know, just a, a, a little bit of advice for everyone listening. Look for opportunities to express your ideas as simple, powerful descriptions of images. It will make your copy easier to read, more exciting. It will work better. And I also want to point out what I shared with you is one small part of just one of 16 chapters. I mean, the book's just that good. Um, the Brilliance Breakthrough is a book that will open up your writing and maybe even change your life. I got my copy 15 years ago from Gene Schwartz's widow, Barbara, and then it went out of print. And I don't blame her. I mean, geez, you know, I mean, she was getting up there in years and she didn't want to run a publishing company. That was Gene's business. But Brian Kurtz, thankfully, has brought it back on the market and I highly recommend it. And, you know, here's a, a warning. It's not cheap. And it's worth every penny and then some. And you can find your copy at brilliancebreakthroughbook.com. Brilliancebreakthroughbook.com. And I wish I was getting an affiliate commission for this, but I'm not. So mm-hmm. just full disclosure. Uh, and that's fine. You know, I, I can I wish a lot of things, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna I kind of want to encapsulate this. Uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, how a picture can paint a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Really, though, when you're a copywriter, you need to make sure that your words are painting a picture. Absolutely. Great point. Great point. It, it, it is turning the old cliche in its head in, in a very important way. Yes. Nice. All right, David, another fantastic episode. Uh, I, I have some editing that I need to go back through my own copy and start doing. So thank you so much for that. What do we have coming up next week? Well, we have the amazing power of surprise in copy. Ooh. All right. We're going to have to let that be a surprise then. Thank you so much copywriters for joining us. We will catch you next time until then. Have a good day. Bye. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.